This is Decoding Learning Differences with Kimberlyn Lavelle, and this episode is Effective Dyslexia Interventions. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about, okay, I know my kid has dyslexia, whether it's an official diagnosis or I just know, what do I do? How do I help my kid in an effective way? What, is, what does that look like to have an effective dyslexia intervention? So the first thing we have to talk about, because it's huge, is Orton-Gillingham. Orton-Gillingham has been around for decades. <laughs> um, and, and it's often considered the gold standard of dyslexia intervention. And for good reason. It, it is a set of strategies, not a specific program. So an Orton-Gillingham tutor who has been certified in the Orton-Gillingham method will have a set of strategies that they will use to individualize your child's instruction. So what your child is doing will not be exactly the same as what another child is doing. Now there are Orton-Gillingham based programs that are going to be your child and another child are doing almost exactly the same thing. Now, any good instructor using the, a program will still individualize based on how well things are going. Things are going really well, we're gonna move a little faster. Things are not going well, we're gonna practice this a little bit more. For example, in Barton, one of the dyslexia Orton-Gillingham-based programs for remediating dyslexia difficulties. In level one, it's really based on, it's all about like phonemic awareness and really getting some solid skills there. And within that, there's like, it, it lists, it, there, so there's a script that is followed so that everyone is doing it exactly the same way. But there are lists of words nonsense words most often that you're practicing with with the child there are easier words there are harder words and then there's extra easy hard, and hard words so you can do as many or as little of those as you need based on that child's needs that child needs to keep practicing so and i've used barton with kids in the past in the public schools and the kids were there were some kids moved through very quickly and we only did you know 10 easy words 10 hard words moved on to the next section moved on and on at some point maybe they struggle more and we do 20 30 of these words to practice until we can move on to the next and so and there's other kids where every single one and then the next week or the next day the next day we do a lot of the same stuff again the words they've already done, it doesn't matter, they don't remember. Because because there's so many, partly, and also because they're struggling. They have memory issues and they're struggling to make progress and we're just, we're gonna keep practicing. Now we, we do need to make adjustments. Any good intervention program will adjust to be effective for your child. Some kids are going to take longer to make progress. Some kids, need a lot more foundational work. So what you'll often see, and I've heard this so many times, I've seen this so many times, I've talked about this on the podcast before, it'll look like a child is not making progress. 
And sometimes what's happening is that foundational skills are being laid and the brain is being prepped and things are starting to click, but in a way that doesn't show until suddenly it does. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what just happened? They're, they're just excelling. They're going so fast. Things are going, you know, they're, they're doing amazing. This is great. And it'll feel like they were making no progress and now they're making tons, but we don't know that they were ever making no progress. A lot of times things are happening in the brain development that allows them to then be successful and we just can't see it, right? We don't have the evidence of it because we're not doing scan, you know, brain scans all the time. So, but a good instructor, a good specialist will be able to differentiate that. If you want to provide your child instruction yourself, you can. You can purchase the Barton kits and there's some other programs that also are good. It, it really depends on exactly what your child's processing profile looks like and what their skill set currently is as to which program I would recommend. Um, so you can email me if you have questions. But Barton is one that's very widely renowned and, and it has shown great progress. And you can buy the kits yourself. You can buy the kit, follow the script, there's little videos of training that you can watch to see exactly how to do it and do it yourself. Definitely something any parent um, who feels comfortable and has that type of relationship with their child can do themselves. You also can buy it and pay, you know, the high school student minimum wage to do it with your kid instead of paying for someone with the special training. The person with special training might do a slightly better job, but... It costs more, you know, it's just things to consider. So Orton-Gillingham is something you're definitely going to hear. A lot of times it just gets abbreviated to OG, which is not original gangster in this case. It is Orton-Gillingham. So Orton-Gillingham tutors um, is usually what they're they're called. You can also look for dyslexia specialist, etc. So there's also some programs that have been shown to be effective, that are more trying to rewire the brain in a, in a different way. There's like phonemic training or audiological training where the kid is listening to something like a series of beeps and boops and they have to figure out, is that going up or down? And figuring out when one sound ends and another begins and, and they're really, it's training their brain to notice the way sounds work. and and so that when they then go to work on phonemic awareness, they suddenly can hear that where k stops and ah begins. Whereas before they didn't, they couldn't tell that cat was three separate sounds put together. It sounds like one sound, cat. And that's a huge thing that a, a lot of people don't understand is what's happening is for the kids with phonological processing deficits, it makes sense to them that cat is one sound. You say it in one breath, right? Cat. So any, any syllable to them is basically just one sound. So what do you mean there's three sounds? How do I break that apart? Dragging that out, cat. They start to hear that it starts one way, there's a middle part, there's an ending. And then they start getting there eventually, but some of them, 
it's really hard. And so sometimes the computer-based audio trainings, auditory processing trainings, phonological processing trainings, there's different names, sometimes those are very effective. It depends on what kind of processing deficit your child has as to whether or not that might be effective. There are also visual training programs where kids, it's like visual tracking. That's, you know, if a developmental optometrist has diagnosed your child as having a visual tracking deficit and recommends therapy. Now, look into it. I'm always a little skeptical of anyone who is diagnosing a problem and providing the solution for money because they then have an incentive to find the problem. <laughs> and if there's not a real problem, then it's very easy for them to make it look like your child's making great progress and is cured. Um, not that there's people out there doing that, but I've seen things along those lines. So just, you know, if you can get one person diagnosing it, get a second opinion on someone who doesn't offer the training or who you can tell them up front you're not going to pay for the training. You just want to know if it's legit. You, you want that, like, honest feedback. So anything you can do to try to get honest feedback on that is is worth it because otherwise you're wasting money and time giving your kids something that is not effective. Um, and in general, for dyslexia, it is typically considered, the visual training stuff is not considered effective. The visual um, overlays and anything like that are not considered effective. Now, there are kids with certain types of processing deficits where those things are effective. There are lots of anecdotal pieces of evidence of things being effective. So... I'm not saying that it is or isn't effective for your child. Just take everything with a grain of salt, I guess. Um, consider things. So that's what I was... The other tools that you might want to look into are things like those overlays. Um, Erlene syndrome is usually the name given to when kids have some kind of difficulty, visual distortion, where they, you know, letters are floating or reversing or moving in some way something where and then all it takes is a color overlay the right color so there's a whole process of going through all these different colors personally in all my years i've not seen a kid who significantly improved for it with any overlay and i've tried it with a bunch of different kids gone through the whole process basically they pick a color they like and it doesn't make any difference in their reading but i've also heard not the kids I work with, great success stories with it. So I'll let you decide on whether or not you want to try it and how effective you think it is if you do try it. And I'd love to hear. If you've used it and it was great, I'd love to hear that story or it wasn't great, anything. I love hearing stories. Um, so regardless of what you're choosing, what I would say is more than having any particular title, you want to look for someone who has a diverse background and is up to date on the latest research. And they don't just use one program, ideally. Now, like I said, 
if it's a really great program like Barton and they're well-trained in it, it can be very effective. I find it better if they've got more of like that Orton-Gillingham certification where they're kind of making their own program for your child based on your child's needs. It's a little different. It's, they're both great and there's going to be differences and it's all good. So you can decide what would work best for your family. Um, so you might be looking for an Orton-Gillingham tutor. You might be looking for a dyslexia specialist, an education specialist, an educational therapist, a uh, learning specialist, a reading specialist. I'm trying to think if I feel like there's another name that I'm forgetting, but um, the... I don't, I don't think so, actually. There, those are the names that you can might Google, look for in your area or online, depending on if your kid is going to be effective online, and see what what is going to be a good fit for you. So think about it. Figure it out. Um, if you are interested in online, you can email me. I currently have a couple of spots available. And then there's always the question of, is your child ready for the extra help that you're you're now ready to provide, right? You're like, I'm all in, here's the money, I've laid it aside. And, but is your child ready? Or are they so burnt out by school that you need to wait until summer break? Or until school starts again in the fall, because during summer break, they need a full break no requirements. Talk to your kid. Um, see what they need. See how they're feeling about getting some extra help and see if they're really ready and they're on board because it's going to be a waste of your money if they're resistant to it. If you're having to drag them there. If you're using bribes, rewards, punishments, any of that, it's, it's not effective. It's a waste of your money and, and your child's and yours time. Like it, I hate to say it, but it's just true. <laughs> it's not going to be as effective. If your kid is on board and wants wants to do it, you're going to make a lot more progress. Now, I will say that a lot of times once a kid gets with a really good tutor specialist who is working with them and they get to know them, they build that relationship with them, and they start feeling that motivation of, I can do this, I can do this. They start like making some progress and they start gaining confidence and things do start to improve. And then they have that intrinsic motivation. Sometimes that does come with going to the session. So you make that decision, but I just want you to think through, is your child really in a place where they are ready for that extra help? The frequency of extra help. The earlier it is given, the more often it is given, the more effective it will be. So if your kid is starting to show struggles in kindergarten and you're ready, jump on it. They're usually a little more still kind of motivated then. They don't, they don't, they're not as resistant. And they're willing to do a little bit. But think about how that frequency is going to work. So one of the things that I often recommend is just you doing things yourself multiple times per day 
especially right before bed, but other times also, so that multiple times per day, they're practicing some skills for five or 10 minutes. Each time they're getting a ton of practice and a ton of repetition to help really solidify what is harder for them than for other kids who don't need to hear it as much. Frequency is important. If you can get somebody who's gonna work with your kid every single day, you're gonna make a lot more progress than if they're only seeing that person once a week. And if you're the one providing that help, multiple times per day is better than once per day. Practice at home. If you are paying for someone, ask that person, what can we do until we see you again tomorrow even? What can I do with my child tonight and in the morning before we see you again tomorrow? What do you want, what, is, what should we practice? Ask them to give you homework, basically to do with your child, very short, five, 10 minute sessions at night, right before bed, first thing in the morning or after breakfast, depends on how your child wakes up. Help them so they can make that next progress. That frequent practice is gonna make your investment much more effective and more powerful and keep that momentum going. It'll also allow your child to make progress faster, which will build their confidence and make them more interested in all of it. I cannot recommend it enough. So your takeaway for today, when your child is ready for additional support, go big with finding the right person, having the frequency of sessions, the, you know, you wanna pay for someone, if you're gonna pay for someone, you want it to be really good. You want it to be someone who actually knows how dyslexia works, what the latest research says, has a variety of options and how to work with kids. You want, you want someone good. So pay for a specialist, it's gonna pay off. If you have a reading tutor and they don't have a lot of credentials or background or they've only been a special ed teacher and, you know, there's some that have done it, you know, some of us have done a lot of research on our own. The training that is required is not always the best. Um, so do some do some research, ask, ask tough questions. You're paying the person, ask tough questions, make them, make them earn it. Um, so send me your questions and concerns about your own child, about this episode, about anything that's going on. Tell me a success story, tell me a funny story, anything. I love hearing from you. Um, and if you're interested in some of the online tutoring of your child you think is a good candidate for that, you can email me, Kimberlyn at decodinglearningdifferences.com. I've got some specials going on right now for just a couple of openings. I cannot wait to hear from you. And I'll talk to you again next week.